0: They carry AAPI owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach & Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut and more. Shop AAPI owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty stores and ulta.com.
1: It's Friday, September 11th. I'm Akila Hughes and I'm Alyssa Mastromonico filling in for Gideon Resnick. And this is what a day where we're scared
2: to see what the sky looks like today.
1: The sky needs to play the hits. What happened to blue and clouds?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not ready to be living in a pair of sunglasses, so figure it out. (laughs) Alyssa, glad to have you along again today. As a reminder, and just because I really like saying it, Alyssa served in the Obama administration and among many other fabulous things, she co-hosts the podcast Hysteria.
1: All right. On today's show, a conversation with reporter Bijan Steven about videos of police violence and their impact on the people who film them. Then some headlines. But first, the latest. Bob Woodward is somebody that uh, I respect just from hearing the name for many, many years, not knowing too much about his work, not caring about his work. But I thought it would be interesting to talk to him for a period of you know calls. So we did that. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't even know if the book is good or
0: bad.
2: So that was some bizarre posturing from none other than Donald Trump yesterday, saying he had heard the name Bob Woodward for decades, but wasn't familiar with his work before he spoke to him for a total of 10 whole hours and told him that COVID was deadly and airborne way, way back in February before he called it a hoax a million times on Twitter for the rest of the year.
1: Akilah, let me just get this straight. Wasn't familiar with his work. Donald Trump has been watching all the president's men for like 40 years and misunderstanding the plot for as many years. Yeah, he had no clue, though. He had no clue. And all I really want to know is when do we get to file the class action lawsuit? Because he talks about being a boss, and I guess that makes us his employees. And if a boss treated their employees like this, they'd file a class action lawsuit. So someone start the online petition.
2: Yeah, let me know what the website is so I can enter my information and get that money. Um, but All right. It is the 19th anniversary of the September 11th terrorist attacks. The West Coast is still suffering from uncontained fires. There's a pandemic. And there's more news about another topic that we've been following policing. We've all seen how viral videos of police violence have generated outrage, protest, and sustained national attention, especially this year. But the full impact of these videos is still taking shape. How much will they lead to lasting change? What does watching them do to our mental health? And maybe one of the least explored questions, what impact do these videos have on the people who actually film them? The Verge just published a new project called Capturing the Police, and it aims to answer those questions. The heart of the project is a series of interviews with bystanders, protesters, and citizens, citizen journalists who have recorded police violence this year at protests or in their daily lives, asking them why they chose to film these encounters and what it's been like for them since. Bijan Steven led the project. He's an amazing tech reporter, a friend of mine, and he's here to talk about it. Bijan, thank you so much for being on the show.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. Hello from New York.
2: (laughs) I miss it. I miss it so much. Oh, I know. All right. So yeah, let's talk about one of these videos that was filmed by Isaiah Benavidez in Texas in June. So he was driving in a car behind his friend who was pulled over by police officers and Isaiah started filming the encounter immediately, which I think makes sense. But it's kind of also interesting how, you know, there's this automatic, almost defense mechanism as a form of protection Mm -hmm. to start filming so that there is a record. Uh, So he ended up capturing a violent arrest. So Mm -hmm. then what sort of happened?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically what happened was, uh, there, the that police officer got fired because, you know, apparently he had, he'd had a record of somewhat racist and problematic behavior. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it is like a protective instinct. I think basically for a lot of reasons, I think 2020 is a lot different than like say 2014. Um, which is to say like, I think now people understand they have to like pull out their phones and they see like something that might go bad. And you see this all the time at protests. Um, and it's basically, like, I, I think it is a protective thing because I think it's important. I think people realize how important it is to have their own record because a lot of the time, like, all you have is a police report and, like, mm-hmm. the police don't necessarily see the same things that we do as problematic. And it's right. it's important, I think. And I think people know that it's important for them to have their own sort of, like, record so th- it, that matches their recollections.
2: So this officer gets fired and Isaiah, you know, obviously I would say probably feels okay, like pretty good that <laughs> he got this footage, but you know, what, what was his sort of feeling afterwards beyond that?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Cause like he, I, I think it was also brave for him to talk to us. Our reporter, Justine Kalma, spoke to him and he said that he worries now about police following him. And he tries to s- like avoid going out alone. Like he says, he oh. literally says, I get nervous. A lot of people have died already trying to do what we did. And if you don't stand up, who's going to stand up? It's like, he understands like, He's nervous, I think rightly so, because like, I don't yeah. know, Texas is... I grew up in Texas. I know what Texan cops are like. You do not want to be on their bad sides. Right. Um, but like, it, I think it's interesting because he understands the position. Like, he understands why he did what he did mm-hmm. um, and also the consequences. And is also is now living in those consequences. And like, yeah. again, he's changed his behavior. Like, he doesn't go out alone.
2: Yeah. So like, yeah, it doesn't just affect, you know, the person who you know was saved by this footage it doesn't just affect right it's it's the cop it affects the person who took the risk because you know there is still an unchecked power in this country that can make your life hell for holding them accountable right. like it still
3: exists yeah it's it was just one battle that he won and the war is still very much on
2: i mean yeah i think that like you know, I'm sure you agree with this, but I, I think it's worth asking. Um, I mean, do you think that these videos are getting us to this truer understanding of what policing actually looks like? Yes. In America?
3: Yes. Because nobody believes black people when they say this is what policing was like, True. Um, which is True. like that's the big thing. It's like, you know, like now there's irrefutable proof. It's also live streamed and stuff like this stuff is being entered. This is one of the interesting things I think that is new about 2020 it's like stuff is being entered into the public record as history, as it happens, which is kind of incredible when you think about it because you don't have to like go back to a computer to upload something like you may have had to in 2013 or 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can just stream it directly to Facebook and Facebook will capture a record immediately as like a default thing. Um, yeah. You can now see what's happening at the front lines whenever you want. Like somebody there is streaming, somebody's recording. Um, there is there is a record of this stuff. And I think that's I think it's really important. And it's, I don't know, the other thing is like, watching a lot of these videos is like, can be harmful to your health. Like it it is sort of triggering and I don't know, it's like hard to watch like people who are tasked with protecting you beat the shit out of other people who look like you. Um, Right. I mean, dude, (laughs) I
2: literally can't do it. And I I tried to make that point on the show Mm -hmm. after the George Floyd protest, because I think that, you know, while it is this beautiful thing that we have the technology and the ability to capture injustice so that it has to be held accountable, it's like you wouldn't share a video of a dog being murdered brutally with everyone you know, like you wouldn't go out of your way to be like, Hey guys, look at this dead person. Like you just wouldn't do that. And I think that that lack of humanity is something that we're slowly coming to like, you know, understand and, you know, sort of like fight against because I think that in, you know, maybe 2015 and 2014 when there were all of these instances it was kind of new to see it that egregiously, not on like a nightly news, but like from a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. So now that we are like more aware of that, I think that it's fair that we're having the conversation of like, so how do you responsibly share this? And is the message lost? If one person bears witness and says there is footage, like, do we all have to bear witness? I guess it can
3: still be effective. I definitely try not to watch those videos because they're just snuff films. And it's like, I can't, that's, that's, Technically, it's illegal, you know, theoretically, yeah. right?
4: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you, and
3: it's like you never, you in those videos, you never see anybody other than black people dying. And it's right. like, hmm, would you share this video if the, the person dying was white? Probably not. And it's one right. of these things that, I don't know, and this is all, like, that's obviously speculation and whatever. But but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, you know, just it's one of these things that like, there is an argument to be made that like, once you've seen, once you've seen one video, you've basically seen them all. Mm -hmm. um and you don't need if you if you if it like hurts you to watch them you don't have to watch them and that's something that I realized back in like 2014 I was like fuck this I'm not gonna watch any more black people die on my on my internet on Beyonce's (laughs) internet no absolutely not and it's it's one of those yeah and I I don't know I, I I really like the technology is good I hate that it takes a video every time to change people people's minds because this is all like again to step all the way the fuck back like this is all about white people learning what's happening. Like it's not, it has yeah. nothing to do with stuff we didn't already know. You know what I mean? Right. And that, right. This isn't the
2: first conversation we've no. had about it. This is just the one where we showed up with the video. Like, so we could just skip that step and listen to black people. Yeah. Yeah. And we we're, could we're, just skip that step.
3: We're not there yet. I, I can feel it. I mean, it's, it's been 29 years since Rodney King. Right. So like, bruh. Oof. You're not bruh. wrong.
2: I mean, what would you say to people who feel frustrated you know that even now we have all this footage and there isn't this big change right like i do think yeah. that we can't downplay the um you know, the fact that the defund movement is bigger than it's ever been. Yeah. But I think, you know, how do you how would you explain to someone who's like, well, so now we're seeing all this and now there's another video like every week there's still another video.
3: Yeah. I mean, like this is this is entirely on politicians. It's entirely on our elected officials. And like the only thing to do is like vote them out and and, you know, hold them accountable. I mean, voting Mm. takes a very long time. If you're rich, hey, and you're disgusted, hey, try using your money. To change, <laughs> change somebody's mind. Because like straight up, like this is how, I mean, this is how our political system works, right? And it's like, this is like a sad fact of the system that like, it does sort of make you feel powerless um, and weak and like, and, and, and helpless. But like, one mm-hmm. of the, I think like on a more personal, interpersonal level, like the thing that you should do is like talk to your neighbors. And start yeah. like, start, start like talking to your local city council members. And like, the, the people around you are the people who are going to save you. And like, they're, they, yeah. they're the people who can help you. Um, because again, they're like, they live in your community. Like the, the only thing is to act locally. Um, and also if you're thinking about running for office and you have good politics, please do it.
2: Yeah. I mean, so, you know, protesters and other bystanders can also end up in the videos Mm -hmm. and we've heard, you know, warnings that authorities can potentially use phone data and phone footage against people. So what do you kind of make of that risk?
3: Basically? Yeah. There are risks to this stuff. Like it is, it is risky to, um, to take your phone to a protest. Like there's a bunch of technological ways that you know. it Basically, it's all through advertising, which is the weird thing. It's like mm. digital advertising is the thing. Like they, those companies that like traffic in that data also give it to the police. Yeah. Um, so one way to like you know one way to stay safe is like to get a burner phone and like you know, don't ever like mm. have it on in the same place as your actual phone or whatever. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of advice online. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is it is a risk, obviously, but I think it's much more important. To to like to show up f- with other people and for other people, like at a right. protest. Like it's like that kind of solidarity, is like it's that's the thing that changes people's minds. Like,
2: right. like the this risk is, is
3: worth the reward. Right, exactly. And it's like again, this is an individual calculation. As so as with so much risk in America, they leave you to figure it out by yourself. But yeah, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean it's it's important to show up for other people and with other people. I don't know, it's 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 an individual decision. But yeah, this is the largest protest movement in American history. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's—is it worth it? Like, this is—and this is sort of what I wrote in my story, the one that the one that I wrote, uh, which was like, you know, like if you've ever wondered like what you would do during the civil rights movement, like, well, you have your answer. It is now. It's like what, yeah. like whatever you're doing right now is what you would have done then. Um, and I think I, I don't know. I, I hope a lot of people realize that. Like, I hope that people understand that this is like. This is a historical moment that we're living through. And the things that you do and the, the records that you leave and the trail that you leave are going to be poured over by other people. Like they're going right. to know what you did. Right.
2: Wow. Bijan, thanks again. And congratulations on the project. It really is excellent. So, everyone listening, please check it out. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thank you
3: so much for having me.
2: That was Bijan Steven, a reporter at The Verge. The project is called Capturing the Police, and we've put a link to it in our show notes. it's friday wad squad and for today's temp check we've got some big news for anyone with spaceship access nasa announced yesterday it's looking for private companies to start mining rocks and dirt from the moon's surface and they're willing to pay for it the idea here is to establish a legal precedent for collecting and selling moon materials which is a step towards setting up a permanent self-sufficient presence on the moon so Alyssa, this is obviously a huge opportunity what would you tell our listeners who want to mine the moon
1: Well, Akilah is someone who's watched Apollo 13 about 500 (laughs) times and uh, really feels it when the LEM can almost not reenter the Earth's surface because it's not carrying all the moon rock. So I'm all for harvesting as much moon rock as we can. I have (laughs) two, two questions. One, can we make sure the contracts don't go to Trump donors? One. Number two, can we employ the same tactic for our bridges and roads?
2: Yes. Yes. Actually. Good point. When is infrastructure week? Is it happening? (laughs) We've been waiting for a hundred years. I just don't know. I mean, my feeling about the moon is like, I don't know why we keep messing with it, but if there are extra rocks that, you know, won't be missed, sure. Sell them for a few bucks on your Etsy, make a necklace or some earrings, poison someone with it we don't know what we don't know if it's good for us they don't have an atmosphere so honestly look if you can get them back here however you do that just make sure you don't like make the moon upset i really don't need any more problems so that's pretty much how I'm, i feel about it all right well just like that we have checked our temps stay safe Wear your moon boots if you're gonna be on the moon you don't know what the weather's gonna be like and that's what they're for and uh we'll check in with you all again next week
0: What A Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever.
4: We love fast growing trees here. I keep telling you that the mini plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay?
0: We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? <laughs> or tax week, man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Yeah. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash WAD. Ramp.com slash WAD. R A M P.com slash WAD. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank. Members FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines.
1: Another 884,000 people filed for unemployment last week, according to data released yesterday. That's slightly more than economists were expecting and is causing concern that the so-called recovery is slowing down. Really feels that way. Currently, almost 30 million people are receiving unemployment assistance, which was drastically cut back when Congress let emergency federal aid expire at the end of July. Thank you, Senate Republicans. It's now the second week of September, and we're still waiting to ditch Mitch. Yesterday, Republicans (laughs) failed to pass their skinny relief bill in the Senate, which would have extended unemployment assistance, but cut it in half. Democrats say the bill is inadequate to meet the scale of the crisis. I definitely agree. They're continuing to push for a full reinstatement of unemployment aid, as well as another round of stimulus checks and money for local governments. It is unclear if a deal will be reached before the election.
2: I doubt it will. Um, So, the NFL season kicked off last night with a socially distanced game between the Houston Texans and the defending Super Bowl champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs hosted in a stadium that did have real people in it, but way less than usual. Only a few season opening games will have live crowds, and then it's back to the new scarily quiet normal. Another addition to season opening games will be live performances of Lift Every Voice, which is often called the Black National Anthem. The song will come on before the other national anthem, which was written by a slaveholder and includes lyrics that support slavery. Um, On the topic of canceled national anthems, a recent Washington Post poll found that the majority of Americans think it's appropriate for athletes to kneel during the anthem to protest racial inequality. An even larger percentage, 62%, said athletes should use their platform to express their views. That didn't stop members of the other 48% from booing at last night's game when the Chiefs and Texans asked for a moment of silence to oppose police brutality and racial injustice.
1: It's almost November, which means we're officially deep into election interference season. Microsoft mm. said yesterday they've seen a slew of new hacks from the Russians, Chinese and Iranians related to the 2020 election. The same Russian hacking group that was active in 2016 is back at it, fresh off vacation from Gilead, targeting <laughs> at least 200 organizations on both sides of the aisle. China seems to be focusing their efforts on Biden while Iranian hackers are going after Trump. According to Microsoft, neither group has been successful. All the intelligence news over the last two days makes it even more frustrating that Trump's administration isn't holding in-person intelligence briefings for Congress. Those were suspended two weeks ago by Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe.
2: Hi. Trump's campaign is still getting more Q-friendly. Top officials, including Human Megaphone Kim Guilfoyle and Ceramic VP Mike Pence, are slated to speak at a Montana fundraiser next week, which is hosted by a devoted QAnon couple. Karen and Michael Borland are major Trump donors who have shared numerous QAnon posts on their social media. The reward is an afternoon with Mike Pence, who is the subject of a different conspiracy theory, which asks, how did this man get his hair to be so hard? In the past, Pence has said, quote, I don't know anything about QAnon, and I dismiss it out of hand. Dismissing it out of hand is actually Q code for flying to Montana to see people who love Q. Anyway, if any coastal Democrats have plans to meet up in a penthouse to ride big snakes and eat teenagers, I recommend rescheduling so you can keep a low profile until after the event. And those are the headlines. One last thing before we go, we have eight weekends left between now and the election to vote and get out the vote. So if you haven't already, it's a great time to sign up for our program, Adopt a State. Take on those volunteer shifts and phone banks and make sure you don't wake up on November 4th wishing you had done more.
1: Head over to votesaveamerica.com slash adopt to pick out a battleground state and get involved. From there, our team will send you what you can do between now and Election Day. That's votesaveamerica.com slash adopt.
2: That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, help us understand Mike Pence's hard hair, and tell your friends to listen.
1: And if you're into reading and not just moon mining contracts like me, (laughs) What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe.
2: I'm Akila Hughes.
1: I'm Alyssa Mastromonico. And And good luck luck to the sky. sky.
2: Please have some good luck. (laughs) (laughs) We need a little bit of luck this year. Just a little just not even luck
1: just not terrible
2: yeah like just don't kill us don't make it bad (laughs) (laughs) pretty low bar what a day is a crooked media production
3: it's recorded and mixed by charlotte landis
2: sonia tunn is our assistant producer
3: our head writer is john milstein and our senior producer is katie long
2: our theme music is by colin gilliard and kashaka If you've been roasted for having super dry lips, it's probably because you're dehydrated and you know what might help? Hydrant. So Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into water to more efficiently and effectively hydrate your body. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going for longer. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs, sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc, and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated. It's made with real fruit juice powder, is delicious and refreshing, and comes in a variety of flavors, including new summer-friendly iced tea lemonade and fruit punch. Yeah, I've been drinking the blood orange one like it's going out of style and especially with this dry air it's been needed plus it's backed by a 100% satisfaction guarantee so if you don't love it send it back for a full refund you really need to try it for yourself to see what i'm talking about it tastes incredible and it works Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30 day supply save even more with a monthly subscription we've got a special deal for our listeners to save 25% off your first order go to drinkhydrant.com/wad and enter our promo code wad at checkout that's drinkhydrant.com/wad and enter promo code wad for 25% Off your first order. D R I N K H Y D R A N T dot com slash WAD and enter promo code WAD to save twenty five percent. And thanks for sponsoring the podcast.
1: Ask Sherwin Williams and get thirty percent off Duration and Super Deck products May seventeenth through the twentieth. That means thirty percent off our most popular color family, blue psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms and of course get 30 percent off all of our other colors shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood sherwin-williams store click the banner to learn more retail sales only some exclusions apply see store for details
3: tillamook chocolate collection ice cream is a total chocolate game changer we start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies, to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate (laughs) is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy.